2: Oh, man. You remind me of synagogue on a Saturday morning right there. Oh, Bring out the lox and bagels. Baruch atah Okay. A fourth Muzzle. part of the week. Mazel? Is that what yeah, just- <laughs> yeah, Nice. Uh, fourth part of the week. If you... Have not listened to the Greg Papa podcast. Uh, Critical acclaim. Rave reviews. Greg was in a great mood. We recorded it at Oracle Park during the Giants-A's game. And then we recorded the open from the stands because that's what a blue-collar pod does. Uh, Go listen to that. Share it with people. I I get so many messages from people. You know, like when I meet someone who knows what I do, one of the first things, like, what's Greg Papa like? I get that all the time. I don't know about you, John. That's why I asked him if he loved us.
0: He said yes. Yeah, uh, I, I get that a lot too. I've always gotten that a lot. I saw a media critic at John Middlecoff on Twitter said it's the best podcast he's ever heard. So uh, he who, he's who said that at John Middlecoff, this guy on oh, Twitter that oh, I follow. Yeah. So yeah. you know he, he's been on like he's got some of Rogan's and Simmons and these guys over the years. Their best podcast. He's been nails. He said this might be one of the best hour conversations ever heard. Tell your friends. We're, we're word of mouth. We're organic grassroots. We'll share on social, but we're big. Just tell your friends. It it, uh,
2: it is a big deal when it comes to our advertisers. When it comes to our content, uh, like anything else, we still run into people who didn't know we had a podcast who used to listen to the radio show. Um, it's a big world out there, John, and and uh, podcasts are still just chipping away, chipping away, I, dominating. But
0: well, when I guy when I went to the to when I
2: went to the Greek and was
0: sitting there having a beer with my lovely date who hasn't texted me in like a week.
2: Uh, you know, shit happened. Well, maybe she was mad that you spent all your time talking to the guy who listens to the podcast. Well,
0: because, because I noticed that he was kind of talking some football with his girlfriend or maybe he had a Raiders tattoo or something and he was, he kind of felt like he was in our age range and yeah, he might've spent a little more time talking to him and he was a loyal listener. He didn't believe it was me till I showed him my debit card. Then he gave me his phone and I subscribed to our podcast. So you're right. I, I, not everyone, you know, as we found out just on Twitter, Right. <laughs> And we just feel like, oh, everyone's <laughs> going to find us through Twitter. And remember my mom, I mean, I don't know what world my mom's living in, having someone come uh, detail or Mercedes at her house. And oh. the guy was a loyal
2: fan, didn't know we, where we were. Do you do you, uh, you ever watch The Office? Uh, you know? I, yeah, I'm not a you loyal You've probably seen some guy. of it. The, you know the character's heavyset guy in the show? His name's Kevin. His real name's Brian Baumgartner. He's like a really good golfer, the it ball turns guy. out. Like he's a yeah, celebrity yeah. golfer. yeah. Got hair on the sides. Yeah, the cold sack. So, you know, in the show, he's super socially awkward. Yeah. And I just happened to watch one the other day. He was talking about how he had a, he, w- he was engaged, and she broke up with him. And he's telling the story of how they broke up. And he's like, we're just sitting there on a Saturday morning, drinking coffee, reading the paper. And I said, I think the Eagles can win the NFC East this year. And she said, it's over. <laughs> and she broke up with me. <laughs> That's when you tell the story about ignoring your date to talk to a dude about football at the Greek. That's what I thought of.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. She's cool. She, she was actually like a private uh, flight attendant works with like the elites. She has NDA. She couldn't even tell me who she was flying with, but you know, with the, with some heavy hitters around here. Smart move on her. part. (laughs) Very, very. I told her, you know, I, I can keep a secret, which is a total lie. But the point is like, I, I had to gain our, you know, our consumer, our loyal listener who lost us. It's like, it felt like he was Tom Hanks in uh, what what's what's the movie called where he's on the island with uh, with Wilson? You know the, the 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 beach ball. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the volleyball. Yeah, the volleyball. Uh, 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 I was gonna call it cliffhanger, but that's a Sylvester Stallone movie where.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking uh, about? I'm wa-
0: sure. Uh, yeah, I watched it like a, a probably a year ago. My point is, I feel Stranded. like we got a group of people that are like on this island, just because hey, they're working, they got families. This guy was with his girlfriend. He just doesn't know what he doesn't know, but he wants Cast the content. Castaway, Cast we're here for him. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had to gain a gain a listener back. It was more important.
2: That's good. Yeah, that's good. And we need that guy to tell somebody else. Yeah, we just we love. We're, I love grassroots. Because I love grass. Uh, we also appreciate <laughs> we also appreciate you supporting the podcast, not just through word of mouth, but through uh, patronizing, which I always thought was a weird thing to say. Our sponsors, um, Ease and and this week Manscaped, and this is Friday we're recording this, so this week's almost over. We're trying to get Manscaped back, uh, so uh, that's what you got to do. You if if you're in the, if you're trying to clean it up for summer, we're still in the midst of summer. Uh, maybe one last trip to I don't know. Tahoe or the lake, whatever you're doing, yeah, manscaped, or just you know, don't wait for summer and the lake to get manscaped. Manscaped.com promo code, hands. But guy, maybe
0: you're just going wakeboarding at the Delta or the Sac River, or you know, you're gonna catch some catch some waves at Mavericks. Uh, yeah, Manscaped.com, the lawnmower 2.0. I, I you know, taking taking the internet by storm. I see ads everywhere. This is the only ad that matters, and this is the only promo code that matters. Because go trim up, Manscaped 2.0, promo code HAM, 20% off. But they, they obviously have a lot more stuff. They sent us a, a big gift basket with, like, tweezers and different stuff, some ball deodorant. Uh, but the the man the, the Fresh Razor, the one they use when you, like, go get your face shaved at a That's the plow, salon. John. That's what that's called. The plow. The plow I haven't attempted to use that yet on my head, but I might have to I'm try. I'm really intimidated. I had to. I, I've never used a straight razor before. But the Manscaped... Uh, lawnmower 2.0 is the shit. So
2: has the uh, proprietary skin-safe technology, so it won't nick or snag accidents while manscaping. A thing of the past. You don't want to explain to anybody while you're, lim- why you're limping, yeah, right? No. While you're kind of haven't been at the gym in a few days. Yeah, you know, uh, while you're airing everything out. It, you know?
0: Exactly. So go to manscape.com right now. Type in the promo code ham for 20 percent off and shop away, my people.
2: off plus free shipping, promo code HAM, manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And Ease, John, Ease.com, and EaseWellness.com. The promo code is always at both of those sites is HAM. Ease gets you the best legal, licensed, fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in CA. Anyone 21 and over can get verified online in minutes. And then easewellness.com, you know what that is? Nationwide CBD shipments. Did you see Greg Papa light up when he's like, how do you guys make money? I'm like, well, we got partners and you know,
0: we do business like you do on the radio. You ever heard of ease.com? He's like, ease.com? Use it all the time. I'm like, of course you do. Use the promo code AM. You get $20 off your first purchase. Obviously, Greg's a repeat offender or user or however you want to put it. Well, some of you aren't and some of your friends aren't. Tell your friends right now, for especially our people that live in the Bay, LA, Sacramento area, ease.com, they deliver pre rolls, vapes, you name it. Go search around. Promo code HAM, $20 off, over $50 purchase. And also, depending where you live, you might get free delivery. But then, our friends, uh, you like CBD? CBD, I don't know about you, but it's taken over the world, guy. Ease Wellness, and unlike ease.com that just delivers California, West Coast, they're nationwide, baby. They're Amazon of CBD. They drop it right in front of your door. They've done it for me. They'll do it for you. Just go to easewellness.com, promo code HAM, shop away. Tell your friends.
2: Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Yeah, I don't think Greg uh, is eligible for the first-time user discount. <laughs> no.
0: But. He, he might be like an uh, initial investor into the company. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh-huh. I, I don't know if he has extra funds
2: because he, his payroll is too high. It, Derek texted me. He said he's definitely off the payroll. So
0: I'll tell you this, Derek. Uh, it, it's not a point of pride to be off of payroll. You never turn down money. <laughs> if, and the older you get, you
2: realize, shit, I, I take money from anyone. <laughs> you want to give me some cash? Give me some cash. Uh, all right, John. Good news. As we're recording this, the the uh, 49ers and Broncos are practicing. I saw our buddy Chris Biederman tweet. Good news. Jimmy G completed his first four passes without an interception. So his five Interceptions and five throws day, hopefully, is behind him. Uh, I'm sure there might be some news coming out about this. But uh actually, it was while we were talking to Greg about how much uh, we all love Jimmy G, he was throwing five picks uh, in five passes. What did you uh, What did you think of that story? There's a lot of debate on Twitter as to whether or not it matters.
0: Well, my ultimate takeaway is I, I think it speaks to the power of the NFL more than – what happens on the practice field, because I, I, trust me, you're talking to someone that doesn't give a shit about practice. I I literally put borderline zero stock into practice, uh, especially when it comes to starters. That's the point of practice. It'd be like, look at my rough draft of an athletic article. You probably wouldn't be able to get through like a paragraph. That's the rough draft. This This isn't baseball. This isn't even basketball. You practice way more than you play. Guess what? A lot of people screw up in practice. I, I you can tell me any Tom Brady. I don't care. It doesn't you know what I care about in practice? A guy getting hurt. That that, that to me impacts me. But you can't tell me a guy even guys look good. I, I was at the, the first day I went to Niner practice, guy Richie James looks like Deshaun Jackson. And then he gets in the game, first play, he drops it. I, I don't I don't care. Now if Jimmy throws five picks in the game, then we got a fucking disaster. But you, you can do whatever you want in practice. You get zero reaction from me unless it's an injury. I I, I just, honestly, guy, I, I can't, I don't even have an opinion. Like, whoa, 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 what's going on? I don't know. He threw five picks. He's working on it. I I was saying this on my three and out podcast. I forgot who said it, but I swear to God I heard a coach or an offensive coordinator say this week on a podcast, on a radio interview, I I, I can't put my finger on who it was and what quarterback he was talking about. It might have been during a press conference, but the guy said that he told his quarterback, and I, I'm positive it's a high-level quarterback, like a top 15 type guy, that they were like in a practice setting, and he's like, I kept running back the drill, and I'd tell him, oh, it was Nagy with Trubisky. It was Nagy with Trubisky. And he had thrown a couple picks in practice, and Nagy was like, well, we saw a look. And I said, Mitch, this is the time like when they're running... You know whatever the geeky coverage is like two flat robber. You know you you, nice. you want to see if you can fit that ball in there and do it again. Push it. I I don't care if Prince Makamura picks you off. It's this is Saturday August third. You know it's okay. Like I, this is then we know when we get in the game and you know confidently I can't make that throw. Right. That's just whether it's a dumb throw or physically I won't be able to get it there in time. This is where we learn. Well, five straight I is extreme. I'm not. I'm not denying that.
2: Maybe one of it was tipped. <laughs> um, but you know what? It makes me think of listening to you talk. Is and this God is where, damn it, spring- it
0: was Nagy I, I just I couldn't figure it out till you you inspire my mind, guy. What do you mean? You just got it just this the Haberman Middlecoff podcast got it out of me. Oh, good. I've been thinking. Good. I've been thinking about it for like a, a day. Like
2: who? Oh, really? <laughs> uh, you know what? It makes me think of is spring training pitchers. A guy gives up three homers. You, and you don't quite know, why did, did he give up the home runs because he's only throwing fastballs and he's just working on fastball location? That's all I'm going to do today. Is fa- or did he give up the home runs because he sucks? Does he give up the home runs because his fastball lost velocity or because the hitter after 15 pitches realized this guy's only throwing fastballs today? And it's just about experimenting or maybe you're trying to throw a new pitch or you're trying to work on some pitch that you developed in the bullpen, whatever. So... Yeah, that's what it's for. It's just everything gets watched. Like, Think about anything that happens in public like in a professional way, not like in the way the guy on the scooter was yelling at the other guy in New York the other day on fun. the crosswalk. That was pretty funny. It was so good.
0: Do you, you see John Libby, pop and Len's old producer, tweeted like, I don't really believe anything on the internet. Everything's staged, but this is still pretty funny. I'm like, well, I'm going to give this the benefit of the doubt. It
2: did look pretty real. It looked pretty real. Cuz the
0: one yeah. la- cuz the one lady jumped in like, "Relax."
2: <laughs> you know. Well, it felt to me like she was blaming the guy on the bike, right? Did you feel that way? Well, the guy on the bike looked a little overzealous, right? Uh I, I Florio had a great tweet. Did you see Florio's tweet? No. He's like, "Is that an is that like a air shut 1112 helmet?"
0: Uh, I I I think I did.
2: Whatever the AB helmet is. Someone tweeted, um, I think
0: Warriors World like, "Once he touches you, you got to throw the coffee." The problem is you throw the coffee. The natural move might be at his face. You get burned. Yeah. Like you might go down.
2: That now the you're talking you, about the short guy. Have the I, coffee kind of locked
0: and loaded like a ball.
2: Yeah, you just have to use it as a threat. I think it's a great threat. The problem is if he really thinks you're going to throw it, he might throw a hand first. But once you put your hand like on the guy's chin strap, I'm surprised that didn't get things set off. Hot
0: coffee at someone. Like if it's iced coffee and you just splatter them, you're going to fight, but you're not getting sued over burns. Right. Like you you throw the hot coffee which he might have just got one block away. It's still, you know, he's sipping on it cuz it's so hot. That might end his family's uh their house. They might have to move out cuz that guy with the helmet owns it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh but anyway, so, you know, like most things that happen in public professionally have been practiced behind the scenes. Think about all the times a basketball team runs a play in practice. It works in the game. You don't see all the times a guy failed to run it. Um that – see, like, it's stuff like that where it's like we make fun of quarterbacks for not having confidence, Glennon getting yelled at in practice, Peterman getting yelled at in practice. But that's where I would say it's always a little dicey having the cameras having hard knocks around, right? It's just some of this stuff is supposed to happen just without – you're supposed to be allowed to fail without it becoming a thing. Um, And, uh, you know, that's not the way the NFL works.
0: I also think, though, Guy, is – Just back to the other two sports. Like, there is no practice to talk about in baseball. Basketball, probably the most intensely covered sport beside football, there's also no practice. Literally, practice does not exist. And then, unlike the NFL, it's easy to justify, games don't really matter that much, right? In December or January. Where in football... You really only have this, the 16 games plus a little preseason action for starters to go off of. So you do, like they're emphasizing practice, not for, to me for some fluff story, like Bronny, yesterday someone just shot me a text. And it was like, is this where we're at now? And it was ESPN tweeted out, Bronny shoots, he's on the bench, shoots a three from the bench, hits it and yells Steph. Yeah. I'm like, let the mother, let the fucking kid live! Leave him alone. But th- that is the NBA. And I, again, you might call me a crazy ass. I, I think this, i feel, one, I feel bad for Brawny. Like he can't, he like can't even function as a kid without that stupid shit. And two, like the NBA, you better be careful because you jumped the shark last year on this shit. And it's driving the casual fan who texts me all the time like, this is bothering me. Stop doing this. Which is stupid now, shit.
2: Now, back to Jimmy though. Like, he's a franchise quarterback. But that's so what I'm saying. N- like, n- this is, yeah. it,
0: it, to me, this, if you want this to this criticize, to like, him. during training camp, this is back to the, my NBA analogy, like, LeBron and Anthony Davis are having some trouble. It's like, okay, that's a basketball. Like, this is a football
2: thing, right? This isn't about yeah, yeah. Jimmy Dayton, a porn star. Well, it's not just a football thing. It's also a franchise. It's not, to me, like, breaking down every Nathan Peterman mistake in practice is detrimental to Nathan Peterman. But no one's asking Nathan Peterman to be a franchise quarterback. Like, this guy's the franchise yeah. quarterback. Um, so I got no issue with everyone talking about five interceptions of practice.
0: Yeah. Now, I, 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 I think it, I, I think it's fair for any team in the league when it's your starting quarterback, those five straight picks. I, I'm not disputing that it's not a topic. People are like, why is this even coming out? Well, he five straight picks is five straight picks. Now, he like he you said. Five
2: straight touchdowns, that would be a story.
0: Uh, probably. I mean, it's, people go, it's
2: practice. I think five straight picks are no, no, bigger But what I'm saying if he threw five straight touchdowns, every reporter who was there would tweet it out. And so it would be a thing that got reported, just like this was yeah, a thing that got that, reported. Yeah, that's fair. It wouldn't be as big. I'm not saying it'd be as big. I'm just saying, if he threw five straight touchdowns, we'd be like, oh, Jimmy got it going on. Getting the relationship going with Debo. But, we'll actually but I think the my touchdown ultimate point is, practice player.
0: one reason that football, one, it's just such a big deal, and we can't get enough of like these type, I, I'd argue borderline stupid stories, even though I'm kind of entertained by it because we're talking about it. But... Because they don't play. Like, there's just no game. Like, Jimmy, we'll see, may play a series in the preseason game. So, we have to talk about his practice. That's the only time he plays. That's where I hate, where it drives me nuts. Like, why are we even talking about it? What, this, stop talking about this, John. I get this a lot. Like, okay, especially when I write an article in The Athletic. You want me to just say nothing matters? Let's just react to the after the first preseason game and just my article will be
2: nothing matters. Good day. I mean, it's is that what you want? Because that's not what we want. But th- there's well, and also it matters to coaches. Stuff stuff matters to coaches. So, like, they're going to take the film. Are they just going to not watch the film from practice that day? I, I, listen, guy, the, the best thing that's ever happened in my life twice are
0: enormous professional. I, I mean, failures. I guess one. I'm, a second one, I wouldn't put as a failure. I just put as a. As an opportunity. But the the chip thing
2: was... Recalibrating.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been fired twice. And it, it was the best thing that's ever happened in my life. It sent me a new pass twice. Where on... That's a more of a macro level. But on a micro level, when you screw up, when you do something wrong... I've screwed up just little things like... With Twitter, I, I've gotten less aggressive. And it was because someone told me like, bro, you... It's just... Don't even waste your time with that. Not saying I, I still don't dabble every once in a while. But just... I'm just trying to relate it into my own life which doesn't parallel Jimmy Garoppolo on the field but my point is like you can learn if you're you want to learn from your mistakes before you get to the big stage of whatever you're doing right? I mean it's that's the the point as our main man Alan Iverson once said we're talking about practice and his whole point like he literally wasn't there I think (laughs) you know he was like I think he was literally at the club or had got home late remember it was that he did not show up not that he wasn't practicing harder not that he
2: went over seven in practice
0: yeah he did not attend he did not attend that's not the problem here but I think his overall point does resonate with anyone in athletics especially in football that like can you can you get the because ju- what do coaches always say you're gonna be doing college games where a lot of freshmen, for some of these teams are definitely, especially now with the rule, right? Because you can, isn't the new rule, you can play as much as you want in four games, but you can't. You can,
2: go, you can appear in four games. Is there is right there
0: right. A, a snap limit? No. So a lot of these coaches, especially a team like Herm Edwards, they've had a good recruiting class. He's going to dabble week, with week some Week two, guys. John.
2: Week two. Sac State ASU.
0: So Sac State ASU, Haberman on the call you're going to see some very young players on that team playing. And there's a chance that in that game, a couple freshmen that have been great in practice are going to, relative to what he expects, are going to shit the bed. And they'll They'll redshirt that year. Does that mean they won't be NFL players one day or potential first round? By no means. But the jump from practice to the game is massive, even for quarterbacks. We saw last year, I think, just how hard... We thought that Jimmy, those last five games, I don't think me and you did necessarily. We knew it was going to be harder. I think the casual fan just expected fucking dominance from Jimmy. And you saw it right away in that Minnesota game. Like, this is harder than you think. Like, this is. They're throwing the kitchen sink at you. Like, they're trying to kill Jimmy. They they want. And they've studied every snap he's ever had. Because you know what the offseason is for defensive coordinators? It's a lot of time. And they spend a lot of time, especially with their early opponents, where, like Todd Bowles, I would imagine this offseason, they watched literally every snap, because it's probably also easy, because he hasn't had that many, Jimmy Garoppolo's ever had. Definitely his, there's no doubt in my mind that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers broke down every snap he's ever had under Kyle Shanahan, for sure. Right? Because it's not that difficult. There's five games, and there's two and a half. They have all offseason. I, I, I would imagine, Guy... I know we did this in Philly. During the offseason, we would rep our divisional opponents, just a period in practice, and they'd also do the first game of the season. Just, just again, just like a, a five-minute period in practice in late April, early May, whatever. Here's a look that we're going to see Tampa Bay. And Tampa's doing the same thing for Niners. Just to kind of get it in your mind with the ones. I don't know if you waste your time with the threes doing that, but yeah, you do it yeah. with the ones. And, um, and, and like the backup, for example, the backup quarterback in Tampa who's repping the one's offense, I would imagine Todd Bowles has that guy scramble a little bit. Just get used to him well, running
2: outside the pocket. Somebody who would, not to mention this for the second time in as many podcasts, but um, somebody who went to a Washington practice the other day told me that, because I was asking them about the depth chart and they said, well, it's hard to get one because it like a lot of times it's not, it's it'll be like, the number one defensive line with the number two linebackers and the number three secondary out there. Why, why does he do that? I don't know. I, it's the first I'd heard of it. I, I'm not saying they don't ever run just ones versus ones, but I think sometimes they just mix it up. Maybe I had never heard of it. I'm sure people do it. My initial thought was like, God, think about all the time you spend planning on just having the ones and then three guys get hurt. And it's not the ones. It's the ones and a two and two threes. But I'll, 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 I, I here's where I think it gets
0: difficult in college. Because he doesn't have any so preseason time. games, and he's yeah. implementing a lot of new players. I think if you sat down in a room, and he wasn't speaking to you like you were going to call his game, he wouldn't want you to know like inside information. If you were just his friend, and he or a fellow coach on his staff, they, they don't maybe know. We're in the NFL. They, no, they might not. Yeah, in the NFL, I don't think you know either, but you kind of get a better deal in the games. And it's also kind of your hand's forced a little bit by draft picks and money. It's a little different. Like... You know this in college just because you're a five-star guy once you get there a coach like Nick Saban or Chris Peterson you mean that that means nothing the moment practice starts, right? He just sees every player for themselves. Probably minus like the walk-ons. You have to earn a spot. Yeah. I'd say the NFL is mostly like that. It's a you you don't usually start the your first round pick with the threes unless you're Vic Fangio.
2: Alright, what do we think of uh, what do we think of, of who literally uh, Cliff does Kingsbury? That. Cliff Kingsbury, John. Did you see the guy who looks like John Gruden's son on his staff? Uh no I didn't. I didn't. You didn't see this guy? No oh my god I gotta send you some pictures was that he what looks. you tweeted with the guy looking at the camera behind him no that was that was the water boy who just knew if I just stand behind the coach I'm gonna get on TV and then he says to the other guy I think we're on TV well
0: do you know what I thought happened you know with the ESPN broadcast they do the jumbo not the jumbotron but the thing above them what's that thing called like the, the, the sky, ESPN the, broadcast the, they do the, the, the jumbo the sky cam. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would imagine when if they were at, like, the 40-yard line and Cliff standing at, like, the 30- or 20-yard line behind them, maybe the sky cam was down and pointing at them. Don't you think?
2: Could, could be. I also think, like, if you're looking at a camera, the red light, there's a red light that comes on when that camera is the one that's on TV. So if you know that, you'll know it. Like, you can look for it. You know yeah, the ha- red light comes on from across the field. Oh, you
0: think he he could see it from across the field? It could have
2: been like a low a low midfield camera that he just you know he knows that light come. There's a big red light on the top of each camera, and when that red light's on, you're like on TV. Good call. Didn't think about that.
0: I was thinking. So, I was thinking. Air like you, like
2: we've talked about this. Like our buddy. Uh, well, we I, I won't say, but uh, in major college football, like we always laugh. We take pictures of him. Like he's always by the coach. He's on TV all the time. And Drew Hill. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's been on your. He's been on the three and out pilot. Yeah. He's. He's not. A he's always on television. I know, like he's Drew, on there a Drew lot. knows where the cameras are going. He's been standing by They're the head coach to Lincoln. Since I knew him.
0: And there's <laughs> yeah, just maybe a couple more cameras when you're in Oklahoma, right?
2: Because you're you're on Fox Prime Time with Kirk Herbstreit calling your game. Um, Okay, so Cliff, while I'm finding you the the photo of the guy that looks just like Gruden on his staff, David Rye, the receivers coach. Um. What do you think of Cliff? My my, my overall
0: takeaway last night is is pretty simple, guy. And I tweeted this out. Kyler Murray is the least of my worries with them. Like his talent's pretty obvious. Like it, even as he struggles, it jumps just how unique of a player he is. I'm not saying that he's going to be a great player. The jury's clearly out. I mean, fuck, he hasn't played a regular season game yet. But his talent is immense. He is lightning fast. He's accurate, and he throws a a rope. My question is, he has a coach that has zero NFL experience, who someone, Dieter Kürtenbach, the guy that writes for the Mercury News, tweeted at me yesterday that, and I didn't know this exact stat, I knew he had a losing career record. He never had a winning career record in conference any individual year. Mm. So he couldn't win in a conference that plays no defense when he was an offensive mind. His offense, you watch it immediately, it's reminiscent of Chip Kelly. And people like Middlecoff, you're always saying you're adapting. where you're not open to spread offense. That's not what I say at all. I am 100 open to spread offense and offensive concepts. I would, I, I despise people that get stuck in their ways. That this is gonna say, especially as a coach or any, I'd say anyone in life. This is the only thing I'm gonna do, and this is the only thing I'm ever willing to do. Like that, that just either you're too stubborn or you're, in cape, you're too stubborn because your ego's too big, you want to prove that you're right. I think Dan Toney has a little bit of that. Daryl Morey, the Rockets are a good example of that. Chip Kelly has proven to be a pretty good example of that on a much higher level than Cliff, because he. you can never take away from Chip Kelly. He inherited a really good program. They were consistently a top 25 program under Bilotti and winning. He took them into elite status. Now, he never won. He never won. But his team never won what?
2: I mean, he got to. He He never won a national championship. He never won an AD. So like, yeah, but he was in the national championship game. Yeah, but again,
0: I'm giving him credit. But I I, okay. I think a lot of people because I I, like he kicked Florida State's ass. When I started working with people like from Alabama, they used to get offended. Like he was talked about with Nick, and it's like, yeah, he's a paper champ because he never actually won anything. Like he's not Urban
2: or or Chip, or I mean Nick, but. Yeah, I mean, to me, but that's like saying that Andy Reid's a bit like Andy Reid's just a great coach. Period. Like Chip was great in college. Period. To me, the no captain. I would agree, but now it's kind of
0: been exposed, especially if UCLA keeps going back. That he like the one Andy keeps changing.
2: Like Andy's just no, no, no. I, get, I I'm just saying, like to me, what happened in college for Chip happened. One hundred like, at, at Oregon. At Oregon. Well, yeah, I mean, well,
0: but now he's back in college, and it's been a it's been a dumpster fire, kind of.
2: Uh, we'll see, but I think what happened, my point is what happened, happened, period. It was Agreed. fucking legend. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I'm just using him as an example. I'm actually trying to put him on a pedestal relative to Cliff. Cliff did not, when Chip came to the we NFL, there. how many jobs did he turn down, right? He had turned down Tampa the year before. Cle- was Cleveland turned down? He, he turned down Cleveland. They desperately wanted him because Joe Banner had, loved him.
2: Had turned down you guys in Philly the first time. Had
0: turned down us in Philly. There was supposedly a quote-unquote mystery team sleeping around. He had clearly met with NFL teams for years. Like that was, he was the number one apple of many people in the league's eye. And this is what I'm saying. Rightfully so. Because he had changed yeah. the game. That was not the case with Cliff Kingsbury. And he's coming and you saw it last night. Like, bro, can, can you get under center? What What's this fucking clap bullshit? And he's trying to tell the ref, I, I'm anti-ref a lot of the time. They are 100% right. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This, this, ain't, this ain't Saturday, my man. And I'm not trying to diminish Saturdays. I love Saturdays. But there is a distinct difference between the two. One is predicated on a lot of the clapping stuff. Look at me. Spread. It's less violent. And LaMarcus Joyner on the broadcast last night said, that's little boy football. They don't want the physical nature. This league is about hitting people in the teeth. And that offense, when you play physical teams, you get hit in the teeth. Because everything about a guy is soft. And my, my main issue with the offense is when you're in short yard situations, the goal line, and I was texting with Jeff Schwartz last night because that offense bothers him too. And I was like, what will he run in a short yard situation? He'd be like, well, you're looking at it. They'll run gun run. They'll try to get Kyler on the edges. I'm like, do you think he has in the playbook power under center? He said, of course not. They don't have a fullback. He hates the fullback. And so right, when you do that, you do you know as a fullback guy? Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid. Like the full... The Kyle Shanahan. Sean McVay doesn't, but he can put his quarterback... In goal I'm sorry, the what center. was
2: that list again? Run that list by me one more time. Sean Payton, fullback. Okay. Andy yep. Reid. Okay. Bill Belichick. Yep. yep. Yeah, there's one more guy you named well, there.
0: But my point, not the coach, I'm just who's,
2: saying the who's offense. Who's the other
0: guy you said? I said Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan. I'm not putting <laughs> him... Right. In the, the big uh, four, my, John. The big my, four. My point is the offense. My point is the offense. Not the, not the results. <laughs> I'm talking OCs. <laughs> so... Ultimately, Vance Joseph might be worse than Cliff Kingsbury, guy. Check his resume as a defensive coach. As a defensive – in, in Denver, he ran the defense. They dramatically fell off a cliff. His defense in Arizona is going to be potentially the worst in the league. Might be worse than the Raiders. And his defense the year that he got hired to be the head coach in Denver coming from Miami was like 28th in the NFL. I get the media really likes him for whatever reason. Maybe they share an agent. I don't know. They've always blown him. His defenses are atrocious. Seems like a nice guy, defense. and I get he probably loves football, but just because you love football doesn't make you a good coach. He's terrible. So I'm out on the head coach. I'm out on the defensive coordinator. And they've had multiple executives in the last 12 months get DUIs. So they're there chaos inside. Like they, They're a debacle guy. They made the Raiders like, look really, really stable just last night. That was my takeaway. Like, God, the Raiders just look like a high-functioning team against these idiots. Didn't they? (laughs) Like, just like the first quarter? Like, what is going on?
2: Yeah, and a lot of that was about Arizona's – well, I mean, they weren't moving the ball on offense either, but their defense. I – like, I texted you watching the game. There have got to be people at Texas Tech watching this in complete disbelief. And that's not even a commentary on whether it'll work or not. But just given what you said, like, it's not like he dominated – it's like he kind of won. They failed. Like this guy, and you've said it. I've never met him. I, I, I hear people like him. Like people think he works hard. Like people, if people don't think he's like some pretty boy hype guy. Um, and you've, are you, talking, you've, are you talking about Cliff? Cliff, like, and you've been on the front of saying that. Well, I watched um, his documentary
0: thing. But on this was—he's like he, he, the son of a Navy SEAL. He's not. What we when we look at him, and I'd say McVeigh has kind of shake you know, shook this kind of perception. He just, oh, I bet McVay's out chasing women, partying. No, he's actually up at like 4.30 at the office. The dude's a grinder. I, I just, I despise the offense guy. I, I don't really know what else to say. Despise it. I, I, I hate it. Not the, not certain plays of it, but just the the philosophical belief in the style. Like, we're going to win with this on Sunday.
2: What? Huh? I, what I but before I even get to the offense, what I go back to is what we've always talked about. This is not new today, but he didn't win at a rate that he, he I, I I don't know I is Texas Tech.
0: What guy? He, he didn't win. He didn't win it at a rate where better schools than Texas Tech would be offering him jobs. Think about that. And we go. You could go because the counter would be, well, it was Texas Tech. Well, I saw Mike
2: Leach go there and win because why yeah it is it's fair it is a hard place to win and Mike Leach is pretty unique but but he won there but again he was going to be an offensive he was going to be an offense what's that but
0: Mike Leach proved that you can have success there
2: yeah Mike Leach is a better but you know it's like Mike Leach is a really 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 good coach like he's a annual coach of the year candidate
0: but this if you're going to hire a guy from college in the NFL you would want that type description
2: he's a really really good coach
0: I don't think anyone's described right. Cliff Kingsbury no,
2: that
0: 1,000%. Exactly. So you like watching the two last night. And listen, Gruden takes a lot of shit, but we've always said, like, he knows what he's doing. You get him with a pen. You get him with a film. He understands the NFL. I'm watching Cliff Kingsbury thinking, I don't think this guy quite understands what he's getting into. Of course he doesn't, guy. He's never been in the NFL as a coach. Ever. It's, it's... It, the... My takeaway after the game, I'm not. I'm not this isn't overreaction to a preseason game. I don't give a shit about the game. I, I already thought this when they hired him, and then the DUIs kept happening, and the the Rosen treatment, and just the just the shit show that is that organization. I don't see how. I would say it's an upset guy if there's not a potential. And I think there's maybe not an upset because I, I don't quite have a firm grasp on the way the owner thinks. But it does feel like there's a decent chance that... Remember when Balky, they hired Chip. You're like, God, this doesn't really make sense. And then everyone was fired at the end of the year. Like, are, are we sure Cliff's not a one-and-done guy? They just go back-to-back back one and duns and they fire Kyme this time around, and they just reset. It's a little difficult with this midget quarterback, but I think a lot of people like Kyler. Like, he w- Cliff wasn't the only one. Like, the, the entire league liked him. As a player. Right.
2: W- uh, like, would
0: you be shocked if I told you right now at the end of the year he blows out the entire organization
2: no but then someone's going to have to hire the new people
0: well yeah Then well they'd have to hire a new GM yeah but I'm saying they'd have to get that hire right I'm not saying they'd get the next hires right I'm just saying no it, I know it, it I'm, it just, feels I'm like, just thinking about it feels it like up. he goes Jed York if this is a 2-14 and 14 team and fires everyone and it, you know what else it makes you feel for fans no, I this guy's been so loyal. F the fans, apparently. And, and he's gotta be the most, you know, respected guy probably of his generation. I, I I just think he made a huge mistake sticking this thing through as Larry Fitzgerald.
2: Yeah.
0: And and, and I get that the 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 people of that city, and just the city and him are kind of synonymous with each other. And again, like loyalty, he's not like most players. He's the opposite. That's why I admire and I respect it. But I think he kind of these have been a couple years where he could have been on the Packers or the Steelers or the Patriots mm-hmm. or the Seattle and just it it might be something he's kicking himself. Now at the end of the day, he's like, well, I've made a couple big playoff runs. Not like I've never been to the playoffs, right? And that's true. But to just have a couple teams to end his career that are drafting number one overall, he, he, to me, he deserves better guy. And I, I don't, I wouldn't say that about many players in any sport, but I. The way he's conducted himself, what he's meant for the league, how good of a player he is. I don't know if he's a great player anymore, but he's got to deal with Cliff Kingsbury. Jesus Christ. But its, it's he has a little bit of himself to blame because he's sticking it out. <laughs> uh,
2: Alright, the Raider side of things was A.B. was there, John. In pads, pregame workout, high-fiving people. Uh... And what's funny to me a is a couple nothing to see here is after the game. Like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. See, that's what cracks me up. It's not just him saying nothing to see here, but like Twitter saying nothing to see here. Like guys, this is a cycle. There's going to be controversies. There's going to be, what are you guys talking about? Nothing to see here. Look how happy I am. It's good. Something's going to happen again. That's the way it goes. And whatever, I'm not saying you shouldn't try and put up with it. He's a great player. But let's not act like him walking around high-fiving people, talking to everybody. is evidence that everything was blown out of proportion because it's not. It's not.
0: Well, my thing is I I think that he left because of the helmet more than the feet. I know that he went to get the laser, you know, the the circumcised feet cleaned up. But the reason to me he was gone a week is that he had a massive massive hissy fit freak out over over the helmet guy i I think that's really clear can you listen to something i recorded this last night i'm gonna play it right now okay strange strange couple weeks with uh frostbite and uh the helmet grievance can't say that that's that's common and at least in my history in this league but uh...
2: can you hear that yeah, yeah, it sounded good. At least in my history in this league, is if someone's gonna raise their hand and be like, Oh yeah, we deal with this all the time. But to me to
0: me the key no phrase there is the just this.
2: God damn it. Strange, strange couple weeks with
0: him just saying that. Like that's it's not to me the frostbite was I get it, it's it's the helmet. And he had an absolute hissy fit over the helmet and, and flew the coop. Did he go get his feet fixed? Yeah. But I, I think he was gone for four or five extra days because he was furious about the helmet. He was going to refuse to practice. He can say whatever the fuck he wants now. I call bullshit. And when the, you notice when the league said, listen, bro, this ain't going to fly. You have to either find an older helmet under the new guidelines or wear the brand new one. We don't give a shit, but you can't wear what you want to wear. And what happened? Ten minutes later, him and Rosenhaus are walking through the fence. Like, okay. just put two and two together. I, 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 I'm not a detective, but I scouted a little, and, and I, I can... I can put the... And I've watched enough CSI over the years. It's not... It's pretty easy to fit this puzzle together, what happened. And I, and I think they're lucky that they have the frostbite to fall back on because can you imagine if he had showed up to camp healthy and then just refused to practice because he hated the helmet and then just left camp? Because that's kind of what happened, but they can always go, well, he's getting his feet cleaned up. What if what if the feet had been fine? Because I still think there's a potential for him to just leave over the helmet. That's kind yeah, of his so MO. You, so...
2: So, yeah, to to sum it up, if his feet had been fine and he'd left over the helmet, this story would be even crazier.
0: Because you'd say, now
2: you're missing practice that you could have practiced in. Would that have happened? And
0: I think it would have. And maybe he he did it, guy, because during OTAs, he stormed out and left that day. Like, he's this is what – Antonio is an elite player. I mean, you just watch him run. You're like, God, he looks sweet. Like, he – my takeaway was what that first drive. Now, it's a little skewed because the Cardinals are probably the worst team in the NFL. But the Raiders have good offensive players. Their first-round running back looks like he's going to be a good player. He, he is a good player. Coming from Alabama. Tyrell Williams, a legitimate number two. They got Ryan Grant. They got Hunter Renfro. They got a bunch of tight ends. Antonio's a difference maker. And then Derek does have a lot of talent. And they got Jalen Rashard. Like they, got, they got NFL weapons. So, offensively, they're going to be potent. But... For as good as he is, he's equally as big of a pain in the ass as Gruden, who is kind of Al Davisy and likes all this shit. Even I, you, you can kind of feel the stress on it. Like this is fucking nuts. This is ridiculous. And he's back now, and hopefully it's
2: over. But with Antonio, that—that's the thing. I think people in Pittsburgh would say it's never over. It, well, exactly. A- absolutely. And then at the at the end, you have to balance out the pluses and the minuses and say, was this a net positive? But to, but to uh, uh, claim victory today, like, it's all good, we're all good. No, it doesn't. Ask this folks in Pittsburgh. It doesn't work like that. But I, and I don't think Gruden's
0: uh, saying that. It's fans on Twitter.
2: No, yeah. No, he's not. I mean, he, like, when I hear him talk, he doesn't sound like a guy to me going, we're all good now, it's all behind us, smooth sailing from here. Like, he knows every day he could wake up, or he'll be up first, but he could get a text message <laughs> while he's up from somebody that says, we got a problem. Right, I, I, and not like a legal problem, not like not that other bullshit. Just something like Antonio's not coming today, or Anto- just something. Right?
0: I actually give him some credit. He's become kind of candid about it because he doesn't have the energy to hide it and fight it anymore. Like, yeah, we just need to figure this out. Where is he? Can he come back?
2: And that's where's it. my friend Antonio Brown. Yeah, bring him back. If th- anybody seen my friend Antonio Brown, and I like Drew Rosenhaus. I mean, granted,
0: I've met him twice in my life. He's just been nice to me. But, you know, he is – he wear you out just with some of the the salesman stuff about – he's just like, can I can I get the fucking player? We, we're paying all this money to just show up, Drew, for the love of God. Can we not make a spectacle of it? Can you can just show up and put on a fucking goddamn helmet that everyone else is wearing? Not, not just our team, but the entire league. Can, can you just bring our player home, please? <laughs> That's – I, I I can't do a press conference. I, I can't do. I, I'm not going to get on social media and beg them through some press cop. Just come back. That's gonna that's the feel I had for Gruden, and I, I support Gruden on that.
2: Yep. I, hell, I want. I, I'm I, watching. I, I, this I do team. think
0: though their their offense guy could be yeah. pretty good if Derek's playing well. Like even last year, if Derek had played well, they had a they had a kind of a a floor. Excuse me, like a ceiling. The ceiling was
2: low. The ceiling on this offense is potentially pretty high. Yeah, the question is like they just the offensive line already just got to figure some things out with uh, Richie missing the first two games. They got to survive that. Well, make sure no one gets hurt. Well, Gabe Jackson's already injured. I mean Derek, yeah, but Gabe's hurt and Richie's out. Like it's just it's less than ideal way to start.
0: But this is where I think Mayock and Gruden would tell you, well, we did draft a first-round running back, and what do running backs usually do? They become the best friend of an offensive line because if I can run play-action stuff, I can just run the ball. It's much easier to find run blockers than it is pass blockers. And Josh Jacobs, now granted, we only got a couple carries. You can just see, I, I kind of like what I saw, just the change of direction, how patient he is. It was like a little young Frank Gorish. I mean, he's not super fast, but he's just, he's kind of a natural. And I know he can catch the ball. Then you factor him. Like, the one thing Jalen Richards missed is just having a legitimate running back with him. Now, I guess he had Marshawn, but Marshawn was his own issue. This is just a legitimate NFL player that's just a normal player. not a Not a huge superstar. Not, you know, the lead story every day. He's just your NFL starting running back. I would have loved to take him in the second round, but... I can live with him at eh, twenty four, still a little high. But he's a good player.
2: Um See, we're we're positive. How about the, Yeah, how about the part where they report Lisa Salters reported that he's getting a bunch of people are sending him helmets? One thing I didn't quite grasp is like it's not that he's trying to find a match and John Middlecoff calls is like, Hey, I got the helmet, and they're like, Great, send it over. It's just people are just sending helmets. And like, are, there's going to be a bunch of people that sent in a helmet that don't get anything in return, right? Want that, Or don't get their helmet back. Well, they're not getting the helmet back. Yeah, I mean, because they're good. the helmet's got to get tested, it's got to get refurbished, it's got to...
0: Well, we've had a lot of experience around Raider fans. There is no doubt minimum 50 random helmets got sent from random fans around just trying to help their guy out. <laughs> just because they're desperate for the team to be good and they want him on the field, right? That maybe sent their helmet, maybe with a. I I hope people didn't send helmets that they've got over the last ten years that Khalil Mack signed, the Derek signed, that Gruden signed, something like that. I I hope, and I'm sure they did, but because they probably will never see that thing again. And and I don't. It's not because the Raiders are being dicks. They, just, they don't have time to resend that to No,
2: you. I don't expect. I'm not even expecting them to. Maybe they do. It's a a who knows? Work.
0: All
2: right. Um, other NFL headlines. You want to rattle off some stuff that happened? Well, on the Raiders, really quick, you want to
0: just kind of piggyback in into the NFL headlines. Twitter Rio, hired by ESPN.
2: How about that? So what's his – is he just like in studio? He's not doing – what's he doing?
0: Yeah, just using like John Fox, you know, just like a a coach in studio. And, And one of the things Seth Markman, the guy that runs their football talent, was like, I love the Jack. Comes with unfiltered opinions. It's like, okay, Jack. And I was text, I was DMing with a couple diehard Raider fans. They were like, "As bullshit as this, dude was an asshole with the media. Never said shit, and now he's coming unglued." Guy, it's a pet peeve of mine. And Jim Mora Jr. was worse than Del Rio, but they were both in the same mold. I I I always struggle with guy like Del Rio and Jim Mora who despise the media. When they're, when they're a coach, are the worst sound bites or borderline a- I mean, more as a legit asshole to the media. The real was hit or miss, but it was just like, this doesn't need to be this difficult, Jack. And then clearly just run right there when they're done. But it's not like it's me or you who kind of need the money. They're multi-millionaires with an, un- still have cash coming to them. That, that bothers me. It
2: just, it always has and always will. Now, I understand the one thing I would say is, do you think being on TV can help a guy get another job? In coaching. Well, I think that's their mindset in doing it. So, like, if your thought is, hey, man, like, hey, man, uh, I, I got, I've got i been watching Caliendo. I saw this guy, I saw Herm Edwards get the ASU job. And not only did Herm get the ASU job, did you see that HBO is considering um, a one-week hard knocks with four different college football programs? Well, I, you know what's funny
0: is I saw the tweet that they were going to do potentially Washington State. And then my buddy Scotty Raber texted me and said, Did you see they're gonna do four teams? I said four
2: teams, and they were just one of the four, right? Penn State, Alabama, ASU, Washington State. So just during the like next year during August, it'd be yeah, like during yeah, just during like they might take October fifth to October twelfth. Just pick a week, right? That'd be pretty badass. And it's so it's not like a full series on each team, right? But but it's like why why would they do Mike Leach? Why? Why would they pick Washington State, Michael Leach. Is ASU getting picked if Herm's not the coach there? No, hell no. So if you're Jack and you you just kind of you get your eye over there on USC, um, you know, if it's part of that, I'm not I'm not telling you to change your opinion on on hating the I treat the media like shit and then become a member of the. But media do you, thing, do you but agree do with that though? My statement the state. there. Um, yeah, be, but I think there's a difference between treat the media like shit and not say anything to the media, right? And that's probably close. Maybe I'm being harder on Del Rio, where Jim was a legit asshole to everyone.
0: Del Rio was, I think he just, he thought that was the way to be as a coach, not talk about yeah. injuries. Yeah, and
2: so that that to me is, there's a there's a little bit of a difference there. Mora was, I think, difficult for people. But some people, I've talked to some people who really like him, but I hear plenty of other stories. Um, But yeah, I just... Honestly, Jack's destiny might have been the media. You
0: know, he's a good-looking former player, former coach. He's not a grinder. He's not really meant for coaching. You could say, hell, he might be perfect for the media. He'll let loose. Maybe he will talk some shit. Because the one thing, you knew Jack was opinionated. That used to piss me off, guy. Like, Jack, say what you want to say. I know you got takes. You're Maybe I'm wrong. Like, to me, Mora is the worst combination. Asshole to the media. Asshole to everyone in the NFL. He was just was so difficult. And then he goes. I watched him last year on television Chip was just like this, too. He doesn't say a goddamn thing. I will say I do expect Jack. Jack will say some shit. Yeah. Uh, Because he will go YOLO. Here's another pet peeve I have. You're right. The other day, Fisher was on with Colin, and he's kind of been making the rounds. And Colin asked him, and I'm not naive to the way the business works, and I I think he tells Colin before, would you be interested in college? He didn't randomly ask him that question. And obviously, they're kind of circling those two guys specifically. I feel like for a job that those two guys hang their hat on in the profession, you never come after a man's job while he has it. Well, you guys are both kind of coming after Clay's job right now. Kind of fucked up. Well, do we know that Jack is? Uh, well, it's gonna. Well, I, it's gonna be I mean, his if only. He's back o- it's going only.
2: You think he turned down USC if they offered it to him next year? No, no, no. I'm saying. Is he circling the job? Is he back channeling the job?
0: Yeah, I, l- probably a little less than Fisher. I mean, Fisher pretty much came out and said, "Like I want to, I would coach college. I'm definitely, I want to get involved." Jack has hinted at it before. Now, in fairness, Jack would say they've offered it to me before I turned it down, and he'd be right. Yeah, right. It, yeah. it has happened. M- maybe I, I. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that's unfair to Jack. Say he's, he's circling the job because he's at in Bristol. He's talking about the NFL.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like, I didn't hear the Jeff Fisher, but I'll take your word for that, and I'm with you. That's that's one thing. Um, but, like, I'll give, for example, Pac-12 Media Day the other day in L.A. Urban Meyer didn't come. And one of the things I heard was he just didn't feel like it would be right, like, given all the stuff around him and SC to show up at Pac-12 Media Day. You know, he's working for Fox. Like, Reggie Bush was there. Matt Leinart was there. Rob Stone was there. Brady Quinn was there. You're saying the show was there. I'm just saying the guys were all there. They didn't broadcast, but they were just all there. But Urban they were just like, you know, it's just let's it's just a little soon and let's just chill for a minute. Let let some things play out before I just show up. Is he going to be the coach of USC next year? But so get three guys now, John. Urban who's everyone's asking him about it, Reggie and Liner are like pushing for it. You got Jeff Fisher, you got Jack Del Rio. But here, here the difference though is Jeff Lynch Fisher and it last Donald. night. Jeff, the expectation is to win the league. Jeff Fisher
0: and Jack, yeah, he's kind of setting this guy up to their
2: over under. But that a, should be the expectation.
0: one hundred percent. But we know that they. I mean, are they going to finish second in their own division?
2: Did, they should. I mean, they bet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but like they were good. They. It's not like they were bad for five straight years. Like they were bad last year, but they've been good who's recently. Their now, good. Well, who's their quarterback? Turns out Sam Darnold's pretty good. Who's their quarterback? I mean, I expect it to be JT Daniels. But they haven't quite come out and said he's the guy, right? No, there's some people that like the Jack Sears. That's, that's what,
0: my point is, they, they, they're they not going to be that good. I think, to me, it'd be an upset if they do finish second. I, I I picture just third or fourth, just because I think the pressure and everything. But my ultimate point is, the thing with Urban, I completely understand it. Because if, if USC fires Clay Helton at the end of the season, and Urban goes, I want the job. He's going to get the job. Where those other two guys would be on the if they were ha- if all, if all three of them interviewed, Urban's getting the job. Now, if Urban doesn't want it, then it would be I could see those two fighting over it, it with some other guys. But yeah, yeah just... if Urban Meyer really I could just stay away from my could coach, please to God. I don't. I I can't do it, guy. Because I don't want to hate SC. I, I don't. I, I I want to love SC because I used to love him with Pete. I, what if you
2: hate him but they're winning eleven games every? I,
0: year. But I I can't do. I it just. I, 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 I'm just saying that's good for the that's good for West Coast football. But guy, he's such a bad guy for him to quit <laughs> again and do this. Would you Would you agree it'd be a little ridiculous? He's now yeah. done that twice: the quit move and then get the sweet job. Isn't that nuts? Uh, How do you describe, describe his first career? Time would be,
2: the first time, well, the first time would be like this was Ohio State. They they wanted to want to keep him, but it also things were getting pretty weird over there. It Probably made sense. Same for him thing to step happened away at Florida, guy. No, no, I understand, but what I'm saying is, at Ohio State, they probably understood, even though they didn't want to. It's probably the it. It might be best for us if he steps away.
0: I uh, see. I don't know. <laughs> even as weird as it got they're not dumb enough to underestimate how sweet he is
2: here's the other thing he could always just if he wanted the SC job just leave Ohio State and take it like what you know what i mean like you don't have to retire yeah but i but that's kind of his move so then he doesn't feel like but he's But again like i don't him. i'm not debating your premise about whether he's a good guy or not i'm just saying i don't that move of like i'm stepping away from Ohio State now if you could say like you're telling everybody this is it i'm done and then you're not done again like fine that's a whole other thing
0: but it's one thing to do it once. It, it happens. I get it. it. To do it twice, is border, it's unheard of, right? And a, a guy of his status.
2: For sure, but I'm just saying, what, like, like you'd rather him just leave Ohio State and take the SC job.
0: I'd rather just have them find the next Pete Carroll kick-ass and not be him. Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I agree. I mean, if he comes there, they'd be sweet. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. They wouldn't just be sweet. They'd probably win a national championship.
2: Uh, what about this video? You tweeted it. The uh, Saints and Chargers had a seven-minute quarterback competition. But I love watching guys throw the football, so it was fun. Uh, of all their players, who was the first quarterback in that video? It's got to be some
0: undrafted free agent.
2: The char- they had the name on the screen. I didn't look. Taysom Hill hit zero, zero throws. When well,
0: you watch him throw, you immediately go, yeah, that's why he plays uh, slot back.
2: <laughs> you know? uh, it was a good competition. Cardale looked good. He's huge. He's massive. Tyrod looked awful, but here was my comp. If you go watch this video with Breeze and Rivers and all their backups, Saints versus Chargers Day One of practice, the Saints charge uh, the, the Chargers quarterbacks speak the Saints quarterbacks in this like target practice. But here's my comp for Philip Rivers throwing motion. You ready? Yeah. Madison Bumgarner.
0: I kind of. It definitely looks like it more when he's not in a game action. It to me, it felt like it got more emphasized from the side because he's not like natural in his throwing. Breeze tried to manipulate a pocket, didn't it feel like? he like step up. Like he had well, to kind Breeze, of load up.
2: Yes. Breeze like competed.
0: Yeah. But Breeze would like get in the throwing motion, like the pocket was coming around him, and he'd take like his one hop step. Rivers was trying to be just kind of one of the guys, but he he kind of liked Breeze. Neither of them are Rogers or Mahomes, where they can just go flick at the wrist. They kind of have to get situated where Bree or Rivers didn't. So you're right. His motion was more like bumgarner It felt like it was much more to the side, and he couldn't control it at all. He's like, "Oh, that's short. <laughs> that's off." I mean, you realize, like, when you hear the best of the best, I think you hear golfers a lot of times say this. Like, you know, I it's hard for me to play for fun. I've heard Deschambault say that. Like, I'm not good at it. Like, I could just play when I got to lock in. Rivers, he wouldn't look. He's huge. So if, if you didn't know he was an NFL quarterback, it's just like th- playing catch with this. Ten-year-old kid, you'd be like, "God, that's kind of weird looking." But when he's playing and he's perfectly, his feet are situated. He's, he's. I mean, he's one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the league. But when you watch him in that situation, you're like, "God, this is not really conducive to Rivers, right?" Like, I yeah. bet if Mahomes was doing it,
2: he would have been awesome. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is like you just watch it, you go, to, like really nailing the pin dot that you're trying to hit is really hard. Like, the receivers matter. Like, those guys being able to make catches. (laughs) Because even, because they're missing their spots. They're all missing their spots. I think it gets, we take for granted,
0: people that even talk about it, and definitely fans, just how hard. (laughs) How hard. Like, Cardale Jones beat the shit out of Alabama. Tyrod Taylor has been in the NFL for like 10 years as a pretty good quarterback. He's terrible. I mean, he's just not even close to being good enough. But he is still so much better than, like, the Petermans and the Glennons. Think about that. I, I was thinking about this watching football last night. Like, the different hierarchy. Like, the difference of Derek Carr and Peterman and Glennon. Like, they're... Because did Greg... Maybe they asked me when I went on, for like, two minutes with their show where we were waiting, when I was waiting for you before we did the podcast. And he's like, do you think that Gruden yells at... Glennon, and Peterman like he does to Derek, I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. he doesn't it's necessarily different. have to because his mistakes are just kind of different. Like Derek's.
2: Well, you you, made, you said the perfect thing. Derek knows the offense, was your response. Yeah. It's so like you watch these guys. They don't know what they're doing. Like, I watched... Yeah, well, I won't get into Brett Hundley, but Derek knows the offense, was your point. So he's getting yelled at less because well, he knows what he's well, doing.
0: he knows what he's doing, and then, two, like his mistakes are just going to be like a mental mistake or he just thought he could make... So it's more like precision coaching points. You're not like motivating Derek. Like, Derek, we need you here early. Derek's like, I'm here at 5:30. You know, Derek, say say, call the play like you mean it. Yeah, you don't know well, seven plays. Yeah, Coach. I know exactly where he's breaking it off. It's more just execution. That's where I, you don't spend much time. Like, does Andy yell at Mahomes? No, not really. No, that's probably a bad example. Just because he was kicking the shit out of everyone. But my point is, like, you don't yell at your starting quarterback that much once he established himself. He's like semi good. And I, I'm, I'm just talking Derek Good. I'm not even talking Breeze or Rivers. Just because it's just the tiniest little detail. Where where Tyrod is so far away from those guys, because on his most basic level, he has no clue where the ball is going. Now, Rivers looked on that video like he had no clue where the ball is going. But I also think because he's, he's like a golfer, he's not just a pickup golfer. Now, if he's playing in a tournament and super locked in, like if Rivers is in the pocket, super locked in, his fundamentals are perfect for him. Like... They might not work for other people, but what he's doing, he's perfect at it, and it just works. Well, he can't just kind of freelance on the open field. Like, Drew couldn't either, but that's why Drew looked like, is Drew running a drill here? What's he
2: doing? And he was just hitting everything.
0: Bing, bang, boom.
2: Uh, 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 All right, your turn. NFL headline. What else you got? Well, the Eagles backup quarterbacks. oh, uh, Sudfeld broke his wrist last week. About, was it the
0: second drive or the first drive? The left tackle, which I think is Andre Dillard.
2: It was Andre Dillard.
0: Clearly, the protection, he was fucked up because he blocked nobody. Well, they had a screaming defender. Just, I mean, the thing that NFL and just anyone in football at any level dreams about on defense, right? An uninhibited route on the line of scrimmage to the quarterback. And he killed him. And I, did he knock him out? Did Kessler get a concussion?
2: Uh, yeah, I think he's got a. Does he have a spleen injury? Yeah, I think I, I mean, he got I know he injury. got knocked out of
0: the game because the other guy came in next. Yeah. So they, they've lost two backup quarterbacks in.
2: Correct. And they were playing the Jags. Like, Nick Foles was on the other sideline. Yeah. but they, he didn't play.
0: This didn't is watch. where I think they're probably glad. Like, if, let's say Carson had started that game and you go, well, it's our first round pick. You can play with the Dillard. Dillard would have got him killed. Can you imagine? Honestly, guy. If that had been Wentz and he had just got concussed, oh, would Doug kind of have taken some heat for putting him out there with a rookie? Or he's like, that's your rookie. You realize yeah, why coaches he's... get fired. Like, is the old line coach not doing his job? Is this Dillard just well, young? Is it hard? Well, is it football? All right,
2: Andre, Andre Dillard is their starting tackle, right? Like, he's no. got two weeks. No, he's a backup. Oh, he's not? He's no. not going to play?
0: Uh, He will not. I mean, Jason Peters starting left tackle and Lane Johnson. he's a backup. That's part of, like, people thought that the Eagles might be able to trade for Clowney. Because remember that guy they call like Big V, who when Jason Peters when they won the Super Bowl was their starting left tackle for like the the last like eight games of the season and then during the playoffs he's their fourth tackle right now. He would start for most oh, that's teams. Right. Vola, yeah, volatile. I can't. I don't even know his name. Who actually? There was a clip last night of Josh Allen elevating him into the air, tossed him. You saw, yeah. You saw. But that guy it was a starting left tackle for a Super Bowl team could you trade him for, like, Clowney, or could they just trade him for third-round pick, right, or right, right. who knows? So they, they have an abundance of tackles. But I think they would tell you, well, we do, but Dillard, could we put him in with, with Carson right now? He might get someone killed. And in fairness to Dillard, wouldn't you imagine Doug Peterson's protections and just their shit is a little more complicated than what Leach is doing? It's a big transition for him. It is. And Jack, Jacksonville's defensive line... I don't know the guy that hit him, I think, is a backup and kind of... But it is... That's an intimidate. Your first road game, you're starting, you're playing a defense that has a bunch of names. I don't even know if they... Clayus Campbell, some of those guys played. But still, I mean, that's... It's a pretty big deal. As Phil Savage used to tell me, he'd always tell his rookies from the SEC, like, guys, you've played in bigger games than this. Like, for Andre Dillard,
2: you've played in a couple games bigger than this, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, like it's, it's a great... Thing to say, but at the end of the day, like when you're the NFL, it's just it's the NFL. It's, well, it's, it's like, like Quinn Quinn Williams said it. I thought Quinnen
0: Williams saying, said it perfectly the been other in the World day. Quentin Williams was like, because they asked him, what, What's it like being in the NFL? He's like, Well, his quotes are great. It's like it's it's like you're playing Madden, but you're actually in Madden as a player. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I'm there and I'm I'm in the game with all these other famous people. He is just so perfectly naive. To like how famous, you know. There's Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> there we're playing. You know. There's Matt Ryan. <laughs> there's, I mean, I'm playing Madden, but it's I'm not I'm not at, in my dorm room. And then he's like, I'm also getting. And then I check my bank account, and I'm getting paid. He's the best man. Uh,
2: couple uh, Minshew made a couple nice throws. I got nothing more to say there other than he doesn't look afraid in the pocket because he keeps getting crushed. And well, I was I was there.
0: gonna text Flip. He's their backup, right? Do you backup quarterback?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think there's some level of competition, isn't there? But it might just be his. He might just win the job. That's a
0: pretty good sign that he's already getting the start. If your starting quarterback's not going to go in a second preseason game, that's you're well on your way to making the team. Guy, yeah. he went from Nick Saban offering him a coaching job a year and a half ago to now being a backup quarterback in the NFL. That's that's a pretty crazy year and a half stretch for any human in sports history, right? The yep. dude. Was I mean, it's literally it's, contemplating to me, it's, leaving.
2: It's Kyler Murray light.
0: The difference, though, is Kyler was gonna be playing professionally, like be a pro athlete somewhere.
2: No doubt. I just mean like neither one of these guys. This guy couldn't, couldn't get a scholarship in, and was told he had to coach. In in, in June of twenty eighteen, both those guys were gonna be not playing professional football this year.
0: But the, but but, but I, to me, the difference though is Kyler. Yeah, they're
2: different. I'm just, that's why I said light. It's light.
0: Yeah, I mean, this guy was going to be out of, this guy's going to go on just watching one series. And again, being a who's to say this guy doesn't have a five or six year NFL career. Like he went from going to go coach to now have a five or six NFL career in a matter of, was he their player of the year last year for the Pac-12? Offensive? The offensive player? It had to be, Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You're right. It was Kyler Murray light with just way less money because I don't think uh, quality control guys in Alabama make like more than 35 grand.
2: Uh all right, anything else? Quinn Haskins made a nice throw. Lamar Jackson, A-Rod told him to slide. His
0: run was pretty sweet. Trace may had a nice touchdown. It's like, hey, he did have a few. Yeah. It's like, hey, Lamar, you fucking can't run around. Like you... Can you throw? Uh, Sean McVay leaving like half his team they don't even travel to Hawaii is that a little weird to you it's a lot of you just leave them for like
2: three days maybe your thought is like A it's a long trip B if I'm not gonna play them, I don't want guys just rollicking around Hawaii for three days what do you think you're gonna do gonna... in
0: LA he's just gonna fuck around in LA
2: yeah I don't know I'm just trying to get in his mind
0: I mean, when I say fuck around, I just mean like probably hang out and play video games, play golf or whatever. Not like, at least they
2: me. got like the team facility. Maybe he makes them show up at the facility for some... Get a lift in or something. Yeah. That's a pretty good gig, though.
0: It's a, it's a win-win either way. You're like, well, I either get to stay home or you get to go on the charter to Hawaii. Like-
2: I honestly didn't know they were playing in Hawaii. Well,
0: they're playing the Cowboys in Hawaii.
2: At Aloha Stadium?
0: Uh, isn't that the only option?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess.
0: Darnold looked pretty sweet on the drive I watched this morning. DJ mm. DJ tweeted out a video. His best pass was actually one that the guy he didn't drop it. He, he just had to extend his one hand, but it was an unreal throw. I I think Sam Darnold has a chance to be everyone this year. Being, oh my god, this guy's really good. He's he's basically like a stronger arm Tony Romo, but he, and bigger because Tony's six two. This guy's how tall is Darnold? Six four. Are we sure I the Jets like might not be decent? Did you ever read the Gase article? I haven't. God, it's in my backlog. There's probably a lot of articles in the backlog. There are. I
2: do that, too.
0: There, are. I, that's, there was, I guess, a sweet article on Leach yesterday. I'm a big email myself the
2: article and then never read it guy. That's why I, do I used to print. I, I used to print them out. I used to print out, like, Simmons mailbags. like You know how many pages those things were? They were a lot. All right, on that note... Uh, go listen to the Papa Pot. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code ham. You got, if you're thinking like, oh, I'll do it next week. You got to do it Like, do it today. You got to do it now. Next week's too late. All right. Ease.com, promo code ham.
0: Easewellness.com, promo code ham.
2: Holla at you, boys.
1: Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom. All in the Kroger app.